This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I want to talk about three things that elite parents and business owners have in common. Now, that might seem a little off. Like, wait, what does business have to do with parenting and vice versa? And many times I've wondered that myself, but I had two very interesting conversations yesterday that have sparked this thought process for me. And I think it'd be valuable for you inside of both aspects of your life, whether it's your personal relationships or your business relationships, to suss that out a little bit and see where we go. Now, I jotted these down, and as I did, I realized there's a potential that they're not in order, but they're all important, if that makes sense. So the conversation that I had from the parenting side started with, how do you, I don't know if the words manage or how do you guide your child because your kid is basically the same age as my kid and they act very differently. Granted, when you're talking about the two and three-year-old range, there's nicknames for that that age group, the terrible twos, terrible threes. Um, and that's a pretty well-known situation. And you know, to be fair, my son, he is a little bit more spunky, I guess you would say, than... He has been in the past, but comparatively, it's not as pronounced as with a lot of people in his peer group. And that comes to point number one that I wrote down, which is create a positive growth-minded culture. Are you empowering, whether it's inside of your business or your child, Instead of do for them or hover over, are you giving them the tips, the tools, and the techniques to allow them to grow and expand their capabilities? When somebody's working on something, for example, with my son in this case, I don't often tell him, hey, you did a really good job getting an A on a test. Obviously, he's not taking tests, but whatever outcome-driven thing, I don't focus on the outcome with him. I focus on the process. I focus on the small things that he does that create the outcome that we want to see. An example of this is with my daughter, Bria. I want him, frankly, to not be a butthead. I want him to be somebody that empowers and engages and teaches his younger sister instead of having feelings of lack because mommy and daddy might have to share time. And one of the things that's come up quite often is I'll praise the way that he treats her. And I'll say, I really appreciated the way that you took time to share a toy with your sister, to help her learn how to play in the ball pit. Things that in the moment might not seem like that big of a deal, but if you're consistent 
with that, it makes a difference. That being said, the next bullet point was consistent discipline. Discipline doesn't have to be a negative thing. It's enforcing the standard. And if you can do that to the positive, to the negative, everybody operates in a much better way. So yesterday, my son decided to play with some rocks out in the backyard at this party that we were at. And at the house that we're at, there was a pool. Now, Ryan has been on a trampoline before, and when there's a tarp over a pool, it looks it looks similar. I'm not going to demerit the guy for that because I don't have a pool in my house, so you know, he doesn't have much of a reference point otherwise. And a simple thing. He threw a rock in there because he wanted to see it bounce because trampolines are dope. I get that. And instead of getting mad at him, I explained, hey, bud, that's not a trampoline. That's actually the pool. You can't do that. And we're going to have to leave the rocks. And if you do pick up some rocks again, you know, we're, we're just going to have to go inside. And that's fine if, if you decide to go that route. Just understand this is what's going to happen immediately after that. So we're playing and he decides to go over towards where the rocks were because, you know, moth to a light, that's going to happen. And I explained to him, hey, buddy, if you do that, we're going to have to go inside. It's your choice. He chose and we ended up going inside. There's no shame or guilt attached to it. It's like, hey, we have a standard. This is the way that we operate. And if you decide to operate in a different fashion, that's okay. But there's consequences to that. Now, there's no anger. There's no shame or guilt. It's just, all right, bud, we're going back inside. But going back to the process side of things, the way that we go about doing that, he doesn't act out very often when he does something he knows he wasn't supposed to. He was given that guidance. He understands, all right, well, there's going to be a consequence. And then when the consequence is enforced, he's not surprised. Like he knows, all right, well, yeah, I made a choice. That choice wasn't the right one. So now we're going to go do this other thing. And inside of business, that's a lot of what you need to do as well. I've had, in my earlier days, managers that didn't set a clear standard they didn't have a consistent standard or a process. I'm thinking of when I was in the automotive space. And it created a lot of friction and tension inside of the organization because everyone was walking on pins and needles because they didn't know exactly what was expected of them or how to execute at the level that would create the positive feedback loop that everybody looks for in their work. Now, I haven't gone through bullet number one, there's a lot of what I just talked about in bullet number two. They're separate, but they're very much intertwined. And I wrote down the culture, actually just going right back to what I said. The standard is a standard. And this is something that you need to figure out for yourself. Everyone's going to be different in this regard. But the standard is the standard, and your core values are your guiding principles. If you're not sure, you can do an exercise that I did, uh, I believe it was about two years ago at this point, and I wasn't sure the things that I stood for or how I presented into the world, so I asked. I asked 10 people that I trust implicitly for their feedback, what they thought my values were and what my traits are. And you could get back things like 
integrity, selflessness, compassion. Um, I try not to cuss on the po- podcast, so maybe we'll say a butthead or like there, there might not be just puppy dogs and rainbows and that's perfectly fine. But take an audit of how you're presenting to the world and to the people that you deem to be closest. They're probably going to give you the most honest feedback and you know, make sure to let them know that your feelings aren't going to be hurt if they say you're a butthead. It's totally fine. But understand what you stand for in the moment. And the really beautiful thing about that is you don't have to exist in that space. It's not a frame in where that's your universe and that's the only place that you can operate. You can choose if those things are maybe negative or don't serve the highest function that you want to achieve. You can then decide to make a intentional shift and execute towards a different direction and grow the standard and grow the culture to a more positive frame. Number three was passion. I have a lot of trouble implementing stuff that other people tell me to do. I don't like it. And that sounds a little bit weird for somebody that does professional business coaching and mentoring. But when I say that, it doesn't mean that I don't honor and value the data, the feedback, the lessons that I'm given. It means I need to make it my own a little bit. I need to understand the process and then make it my own. And I suppose because that's how I operate, that's also the way that I operate my business. When I onboard a new client, one of the first things that we do is go through their business culture, what they stand for, who they are, what are the guiding principles and traits for all the people that they have in the organization. I'm happy to give you those documents as a gift, whatever you want to call it, um, no strings attached. Uh, just reach out to me, Mike at growdelta.com will work just fine. I uh, get quite a few messages there, so there could be a little bit of delay. If you want a more immediate response, just connect with me on social media, either Mike Demo on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm happy to send you the Dropbox link with those value-added documents. Essentially what I have is the first month for my higher operating clients. And I'll give that to you so that you have a head start on the process and you can start to understand where you stand, whether it's inside of your family, inside of your business, or you as an individual yourself. So again, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to have that um, website, growwithdelta.com. You can book a couple minutes to ask questions like, how does this work? I'm happy to set a very succinct 30-minute call with you to go through what they are, how it works, and what the next steps can be for your organization once you have those parts and pieces in place. If you found value inside of this, please feel free to leave me a review. I've had a lot of feedback on the social media channels, but unfortunately, uh, the ranking systems for iTunes, Spotify, etc., uh, they don't see that. So I appreciate the outreach, the uh, 
private messages that I get, the tags that I get. Uh, but if you could drop a review, drop a couple stars, that would be fantastic. Again, my name is Mike Demo, and I truly hope that you have a great day.